everyone, and welcome to TTT, 10-Minute Torah Tamima. I'm your host, Chaim Fruchter. Every week, I bring you some insights from Rav Baruch HaLevi Epstein, who lived in the late 19th and early 20th century, and authored the work that he called Torah Tamima, which could be translated as Complete Torah. He called it that because he collected Gemaras about the Pesukim in the Torah and placed them alongside the Pesukim so one could get an appreciation of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the Oral Law, while learning the Torah Shabbat Sav, the Written. This week, Parshas told us, I start with Perak Chafav, Pasuk Yud Tes, 2619. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley. And they found there a well of springing water. On this, the Torah Tamima brings the Gemara from Brachos, Dafnun Vavam Abes, 56b. The Gemara there is talking a lot about dreams and dreams interpretation. Amar Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina said, Haroa be'er b'chalom ro'e shalom. One who sees a well in a dream sees peace. Shinemar, as it says, Vayachperu avde Yitzchak panachal, vayimsu usham be'er ma'im chayim. And Yitzchak's servants dug in the valley and found the well there a well of living water, of living water. And here, the Torah Tamima points out that Yitzchak was not able to keep the well until he had made peace with Abimelech, the king of the Plishtim. Then, Rabbi Nassan Omer Rabbi Nassan says, Matzah Torah, the one who sees a well in a dream, has found Torah. Shenemar, ki matzah chayim. As it says in, in Mishlei, regarding the Torah, for whoever finds me, finds life. And it's written here, a well of living water. On this, the Torah Tamima comments that the Gemara could have actually given a better source than the Pasuk and Mishlei from Yeshayahu Nunhei Aleph 55 1 from, from Isaiah, where it says, Everyone that thirsts come to the water, which the Gemara in Tanis explains that Mayim, water in this Pasuk, is a reference to Torah. And basically, this would be a one-step derivation rather than the two steps that the Gemara employs. But then the Torah Tamima says the Gemara probably preferred the Pasuk from Mishle because it included the word matzah, find, which is also the Pasuk in the Parsha that Yitzchak found the well. We now go to Perachav Zayin, Pasuk Aleph, 27.1. This begins the incident of the blessing of Yaakov and Esau by Yitzchak. The Pasuk says, and it was then when Yitzchak was old, and his eyes were dim. And he called Esau his older son. And he said to him, My son. And he said to him, Here I am. On this, the Torah Tamima brings the Gemara from Megillah, Chavches Omer Aleph, 28a, which says, Rabbi Leazar Rabbi Lazar says that his eyes became din, dim, as it says in our Pasuk, that he was old and his eyes were dim, so he could not see, and this happened because he gazed or looked at the wicked Esav. The Torah Tamim in his comment on this Gemara first informs us that other reasons are given for Yitzchak's poor eyesight. Then he tells us that previously in the discussion of this Gemara, it said, that it's forbidden to look in the face of an evil person. The Torah Tamima then says that when the Gemara says, Asur, forbidden, it doesn't really mean it's not allowed, but it's not a good idea to do it. 
as a support for this latter statement, he tell, that is not actually forbidden, but it's not a good idea, he tells us that within this discussion, which involves different rabbis saying why they were living so long, Rabbi Yeshua ben Korcha says, Miyamai lo iskalti bidmus adam rasha. I never looked at the image of an evil person my entire life. And as is typical with Rav Epstein in the Torah Tamima, he brings other proofs to back up his statement that Osir doesn't always mean actually forbidden. Finally, he points out again with proofs that the word histakel, looking, means a really deep look or gazing, not just seeing as in liros. In other words, it's no problem to look at anyone, even an evil person, but a deep gazing is problematic. Of course, why is problematic to deeply gaze at a, weak, as a, at a wicked person? And what does that even mean? The Torah Tamima doesn't talk about. Maybe that would be a good subject of discussion at your Shabbos table. Finally, we go to Perachof Zion, Pasuk Memhe, 27.45. The context here is shortly after Yaakov took the bracha meant for Esav, and Esav threatened to kill him, his mother Rivka advised him to flee to her brother in Haran. And she says, And stay with him for a while, a few days or longer, whatever, that discussion of what that means, until your brother's anger will be turned away. And she continues, Until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you, forgets what you did to him, then I will send and get you from there. And she concludes her statement with, why should I be bereaved of you both in one day? On this, the Torah Tzmima brings the Gemara in Sota, Daf Yud Gimel Amun Aleph 13a. Asa Esav Kamaakev Osa Shah. Uh, uh, sorry, Asa Esav Kamaakev. At the time of Yaakov's funeral, Esav showed up and tried to prevent it from happening. Osa Shah Nishkaimanavuasa Rivka. And at that time, the prophecy of Rivka came true. As it says, Why should I be bereaved of you both in one day? What's going on here? So, the Torah doesn't bring the whole story on that Dauphin Gemara, but what it says is that when Yaakov's body was brought for burial at Maratha Machpelah, Esau came and protested, saying that this last remaining plot was for him, and that Yaakov had given his spot to Leah. The family protested, saying Esav sold the plot along with the birthright. And when Esav asked for proof, they said the bill of sale was in Egypt, and so Naphtali, who was a fast runner, went to get it. Meanwhile, Hushim, the son of Don, who was hard of hearing, asked what all the commotion was about. When they told him that Yaakov's burial was being delayed because of Esav's claim, on the spot, he killed Esav. That's how the Gemara says that the death of Yaakov and Esav were on the same day, as spoken by Rivka. The Torah Tzmima comments on this Gemara that even though the Gemara characterizes Rivka's statement about being bereaved of Yaakov and Esau on the same day as a nevuah, a prophecy, it wasn't really a prophecy, but she was just expressing a concern. But as the Gemara in Moikotan says, Bris krusa lisfasayim, a covenant is made with the lips. The point here being, the statements of especially righteous people are very, very significant and can actually influence future events. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found it enjoyable and meaningful, and I look forward to getting together with you next week 
on the next episode of TTT 10-Minute Torah Tamim.